Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hooligan Report. We're back after the Christmas break. Uh, we've had a full set of fixtures on Boxing Day to chat about. Um, so welcome along, uh, Boyan. Hi, guys. Uh, making a rare appearance, we've also got Malang Panthers on board. Afternoon. Uh, and appear- joining us for the first time, we've got Hand. Hello, guys. What's up? <laughs> Finally, a rational Arsenal supporter on the podcast. It would be a... <laughs> oh, I, I, I <laughs> Um, well, we'll jump right into the games, and I think uh, the one that's probably worth starting with was Stoke's win against United, and um, it's pretty damning that it wasn't really even an upset result. We all kind of saw it coming on the last podcast. Um, how did you find the game, Boyan, and, and what does this say about Van Hal's future? When I made my 2-0 Stoke prediction, I was hoping it was going to be a reverse jinx, but uh, <laughs> it didn't turn out that way at all. Um yeah, kind of going into United Danes at the moment, expecting us to, to be boring and, and lose. So I guess it wasn't. <laughs> it, 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 it's not a surprise at this point, unfortunately. And um, I dare say, well, there's you know, there's talk today that Van Hal didn't take training, did took training, and Van Hal was in meetings all day with with the board. So I dare say they'll be thrashing out a compensation package, and Van Hal will likely resign after the Chelsea game, win, lose or draw, I'd imagine. Because it, 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 it's just gone too far. Is it going to be Mourinho or Giggs for the rest of the season, do you think? I think it'll be Giggs for, for the rest of the season. And then, assuming we can still get top four, I think we'll get Pep, to be honest. If, if, if United can get top four, I think they'll be going red hot after Guardiola. He's stated many times that he wants to coach United. All of the Bayern Munich insiders say that he's he's coming to United. That's his next stop. So the only way that he wouldn't, like if if, if we don't make top four, then he won't come. But I think Gids will take over for the rest of the season. And um, as an Arsenal supporter, it must be good to see kind of your main big four rivals kind of struggling a bit. Obviously, Chelsea just just completely out of the picture, but now also United um, having a few struggles. Um, what, how would you rate your chances for the title, um, given that your biggest rivals seem to be kind of falling over? Um, regardless of how Man City are performing, I do believe they're our main threat at the moment. Um, they've just got so much quality across the board, and we're only halfway through the season, um, so they can rectify any poor performances, I'm sure. Um, also, I find Tottenham, unfortunately, to be quite a big threat this season. Um, I don't actually mind watching their team play this, this year, because... Dali Alley seems to be brilliant coming through, and they've got Harry Kane starting to fire again, so it, re- it really makes for a great run-in, um, arguably <clears throat> rivaling 2013-14 when we had Everton Arsenal going for top four early, then Everton faded away, Liverpool and Man City at the end, and Chelsea pulling that on Liverpool at Anfield, which was quite hilarious. Um, with all due respect to our Scouser fans on the board, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the post-Christmas um, Premier League should be great. Uh, and in the same similar sort of vein, Milang Panthers, um, Crystal Palace's chances of top four must be good to see one of your main rivals in United struggling a bit. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> was <laughs> We're up there at the moment, so I'll keep the hope that we'll start there. Um, yeah, it was good to see them lose. Um, but yeah, it was just, wasn't a, it was a shocking performance, really. Um, and yeah, saw us move up. Even though we drew on the weekend, it saw us move up. So um, although we've got some injuries at the moment, so I doubt we're going to be, you know, hanging on to that sort of part of the table for too long of the 
if the length of those injuries are true. So, yeah. Well, I was going to chat about uh, Palace next, and Boyan was successful with his reverse jinx in this game. He predicted a 3-2 uh, Palace <laughs> win, and it was a it was a drab. Well, yeah, I think in. I think there've been 20, 23, 24 goals scored between these two teams in their last uh, four games each. So Jeez. people were expect, expecting yeah. it, there to be a few goals at least. So it's not a bad prediction, but yeah, just. Didn't come off in the end. So obviously the season's going pretty well for you at the moment. Who, who would you yeah. say is your most crucial player? It's tough to say because everyone notices Kabai pretty much the whole game. But then in the last three, four games, um, Wayne Hennessy has just been unreal. So, um, and then there's Scott Dan as well. So it's it's pretty tough. Like everyone always notices Kabai. But then there's the the unsung heroes in the team as well, which is good because the whole team's working really hard at the moment, so it's working and well. Do you see any of your? We'll, t- we'll chat about transfer rumors a bit later as well. But do you see there being much threat of any of the players leaving in January? Uh, not thinking so. like Balassi probably would have been one of them, but now that he's injured, maybe that probably wouldn't you know wouldn't happen. Um, I'm pretty. I'm just hoping for a pretty quiet transfer window really in the in January. So. Just keep this core together and, yeah. One club that will probably have a pretty busy January, um, Chelsea drew 2-2 with Watford. Um, it's an interesting game. Chelsea obviously had the chance to win it with Oscar's missed penalty. <laughs> um, does anyone know the reason why Oscar took the penalty and not Hazard? Nope. <laughs> no, I didn't a bit of a strange watch. one. Yeah. fantastic. Pretty much <laughs> anyone could have done better than that, though. As, have, have you seen the the um, footage the guy took on his phone of the penalty and the ball basically hit him <laughs> in the face? Yeah, that was great. That was great. Has Oscar ever lived up to this bullshit reputation that his daughter's being a good player? He seems he had that amazing goal against Juventus about five years ago in his first year, but he just drifts in and out of games and has one good game every five weeks. He's basically Chelsea's version of Jack Wilshere. Well, I was going to say he's Chelsea's version of Coutinho. Because Coutinho well, is yes, very exactly much the same. Right. But Coutinho did have an excellent season last year. He shouldn't yeah. have got team of the year, but he had an excellent season where he was consistent almost throughout. But Oster just, he has moments of where he looks excellent, but by and large he does nothing. And, you know, how unless Hazard said, I don't want to take penalties anymore, which no top flight player would say, um, <laughs> then, you know, does this signal that Hazard wants out or I don't know? Maybe not read too much into this thing, but I dare say Hazard will be back taking penalties next week. Um, and obviously good news for Chelsea supporters that Costa managed to find the back of the net twice. So uh, hopefully he can find a bit of form from their point of view. For the rest of us, hopefully he doesn't. Um, but, but it, he's what? He's suspended, picked up his step Oh, well, there you go. So he yeah, won't he even is. be playing, um, <laughs> playing your mob. Um, I hear about the rumours uh, linking Costa with a swap deal um, for Cha-Cha Jackson Martinez at Letty. Um, oh, right. It's pretty loose, I, but yeah. I, I, thought, I would um, be surprised. I thought the chairman came out and basically said that the door was shut on him making a return. Yeah, that, that's that's what I heard as well. But um, I think Martinez's agent, I, I saw on Reddit, I'm not really sure about the source, but he, he's come out and said uh, it's there's no joke about it. It right. very well could happen. So definitely worth keeping an eye on Costa and his movements this January. Um, probably the big upset of the, the weekend was Liverpool getting a result against Leicester. And unfortunately, it means that the Scousers on the board have, have had quite a bit to dance about. Oh. 
And I, I, I did have a sinking feeling it was coming because Faith was so confident that Liverpool would win and she was talking them up so much that you just, you just knew it was going to happen and, and um, that she, she just, her head would just get even bigger. Um, it was a good result for Liverpool though. Obviously, first time Leicester haven't scored this season and it might serve as a bit of a blueprint for other sides facing Leicester on um, how to deal with their, their goal-scoring threat. But how did you guys say this one? <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah, I actually didn't watch it, but um, is that the first time Leicester's not scored in a game for this quite season. a while? Yeah, yeah, this season, isn't it? Yeah, so very interesting. Um, I thought Arsenal was a fair blueprint, putting five past them and only conceding two. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, in all honesty, it w- it probably was coming. There was a game out of these two, City and Liverpool. Leicester was never really going to slip up. Like they're they're still an inexperienced squad. Um, and I, I just hope that they can keep a moderate run going, um, just for the sake of football. Yeah, I mean, there is a bit of a worry that they've they've kind of seemed to drop off the pace, maybe a little bit over the Christmas period. So mm. if if they, you know, if City put three or four past them, then it might really drop the heads heads of the players. But hopefully yep. they can keep it up going into January and, and beyond. Bayern, how'd you say it? Uh, anyone else find the game really boring? Yeah, I mean, Liverpool got their tactics right in in the end, but they yeah certainly. I guess we talked about it a fair bit this season, but it's funny seeing these traditional big clubs playing Leicester and parking the bus and setting up not to lose instead of trying to tr- trying to dominate them, which they would have done last season. Yeah, for instance, but um, yeah, they made sure that I guess the most important players for for Leicester didn't impact the game. And yeah, had their one chance, well taken goal, and that was that. Really, was Vardy actually um, carrying something? I've, I've heard a lot of rumours and banter about it, but I don't know. Yeah, if it's well, there was concrete. that ex- there was that extensive discussion with Jod, wasn't there? I think he was. He did. He did injure his hamstring in the game against Chelsea, I believe. Was it? Or maybe the Everton game. I'll be getting those mixed up. In one of those games, yeah. he definitely did injure his hamstring. Yeah. Uh, and so he was taken off in that game, and then obviously taken off against Liverpool and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play against City tonight um, I think it's Wednesday morning isn't it? Oh Wednesday Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Have they reached 40 points yet? Uh, they're 38 points at the moment One more win to stave off relegation for <laughs> As humble as he seems when he's um, talking dis- discussing um, Leicester's title credentials and everything like he's saying all we need is 40 points and we're up that's our aim I do believe that he'll be going for at least a Europa League place being the position they're in right now so yeah I mean I get the sense that once they hit that 40 point barrier he'll start looking further up the table and yeah, that, that's their first goal yeah it's a first, goal. first step at the time yeah um, and then the big game to finish off uh, the, the, the night of matches um it was an interesting result, Southampton getting up 4-0 over Arsenal. Um, what I, I didn't quite make oh, it to this go. game. Oh, no, 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 no. I can be, I can be humble. I can be humble. Um, there was somebody on the podcast who predicted this result. It wasn't Boyan. Um, I, I didn't actually make it through to this game. So what, what went wrong for Arsenal? Oh, gosh. Thanks for bringing it up. I knew it was coming. Um, look, we don't do well against Southampton away um, the last three seasons. How long have they been up? Three, is this their third, fourth uh, season? I think it might be the fourth season, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't do well away to Southampton. Um, I knew it was going to be a really tough game. Um, we fielded a pretty much unchanged squad. We we looked 
pretty scratchy from the outset. Venga played it down, but I do believe there are a lot of cracks in the squad at the moment. Um, but I'm just happy with getting through the Christmas period relatively unscathed with a decent, decently um, fit squad. Um, I don't want any injuries, especially to Ozil. Um, if he got injured, a long-term one, I'd really, I'd actually cry. Well, that's um, why I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> whether he might, he might be rested for um, this set of games. I'd rest him personally, definitely. Yeah. Um, but look, the four-nil result, it, it hurts. Um, a bit, but you get over it. It's only a loss of three points. Uh, Leicester dropping points, all, all three, definitely help the cause. And hopefully uh, Man City and Leicester that do battle Wednesday morning um, hopefully take two points off each other. So that would help a lot in getting the routine Bournemouth victory, but nothing certain in the APL, is it? No, not this season. Um, Mart- <laughs> Martina's goal, goal of the season, or, or at least one of the contenders? Gosh, the outside of the boot. Yeah, just that curl on it. <laughs> that was brilliant to watch, um, I won't lie. Uh, but yeah. Um, Banger definitely, as I said, he downplayed it at the end. He said um, last two goals uh, were just a matter of us chasing and pressing high at the pitch. And the second was obviously a foul. Like We can all agree that that was a foul from Shane Long. <laughs> that was pretty dog. Uh, the second goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, should have been, totally should have been sent off for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it... it it's not a not a huge deal. I've stopped thinking about it, to be honest. But we we definitely look scratchy. And full credit to Southampton, they were absolutely magnificent. Um, and their fans very impressive, um, very loud, great great chance. Um, I don't watch too many Southampton games, so it's very you know pleasantly surprised. Um, and then Man City managed to win four one against a pretty poor Sunderland side. But probably the story of the game was company on his return from injury, re-injuring himself after, I think, it was like 20 minutes or something like that. Um, the City supporters on the board have been pretty vocal about their medical staff, and I think as, as an Arsenal supporter, and even United as well, you've both had your injury troubles mm. um, this season and in previous seasons. What 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 can be done about um, these sorts of reoccurring injuries with players? Rotation policies? Uh... The, the clusters of these games, I suppose, definitely play a part, play a part in it. Um, there's this theory. Um, I think Rio Ferdinand was training with the British squad, the English squad, uh, a few years ago, and he made a comment to a few people, um, which Ian Wright was one of them, that the ground at London Coley is way too hard, um, which definitely plays a part in injuries. I wouldn't be surprised if um, that was the case because there is definitely something suspicious and we've got a really good physio um, and a fitness coach, Shad Force, he's world-class now, so there's no real excuses, I believe. Um, but Wenger should have it all down pat. He He's very specific on what he wants from the club, um, where we want to invest our resources. But I, I, Maybe it's not coincidence, you never know, but a rotation policy is the only thing I can think of, especially around the, the, these um, Christmas, these busy periods. So. Well, Van Gaal came in and his first, his before Christmas last year, had a whole glut of injuries. Not too dissimilar to where we are now, just that we had more depth at that stage. And he sat pretty much the whole medical staff and replaced them all. <laughs> but clearly, um, you know, it's fair to say that that wasn't the issue. So I can't quite put my finger on it because, so, I mean, is it, if you look at the data, could you say that the clubs that are playing in the most amount of competitions are the ones who are. Um, receiving the most injuries? Is it as simple as that, that the clubs are playing too many games? 
But it's interesting because you look at clubs playing in the championship and lower, where they will quite often play those Tuesday night games. Whenever there's a Champions League night, they'll also have games. And I wouldn't like I wouldn't say that we've suffered more injuries this year because we're playing those midweek games. And there was a point where we we played something like um, six or seven games in 28 or 29 days or something like that. It was an average of one game every three or four days. And we weren't overly rotating the squad and, and the injuries weren't piling up too much. So I'm not sure if it's that the whole build-up of games as the, as the mm. issue. Mm. Well, I, I, I can um, come up with a theory for United and City for injury problems and that would be the fact that uh, the players like Company were there during the Mancini days so they did... Um, Two-a-day sessions, right? So two training sessions a day, which is very much an Italian thing, and then and Van Hal does that too. So that could explain, you know, those two clubs' injuries. I'm not sure about Arsenal whether they mm-hmm. do that as well. I know it's been a while since Mancini was there, but company's been, you know, had to, to go through those two-a-day. It's so it's, so. No, it's no it's uh, no it's no secret that Wenger's training sessions are quite intense. That's what I've heard. So there might be something in that. It might be the training. I know. For instance, we gave our players the day off on Christmas Day, whereas Burnley were training on Christmas Day, and um, we still managed to beat them. But maybe that highlights <laughs> the difference in in training routines, and and we've kind of had a pretty healthy squad this season, so there might be something in that. Um, we'll move perhaps, on then. And, sorry. Perhaps also um, the training's not tailored. So if you think back to someone like Ledley King, he never trained. Basically. The second half of his career, he yeah. played. He only played on weekends. Well, that never reminds me of um, reminds me of Mickey O'Loughlin at the Swans. I think he never, for the last few years of his career, he didn't train much, and he'd just turn up on game day and he'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. we should try something like that for Jack Wilshere. <laughs> I'm sick of him getting injured. It's really, if he gets injured again, um, he's coming back soon enough. I'm not sure of a specific date, but. Gosh, it could be the entry mode. <laughs> one of, one of the issues with Jack Wilshere seems to be that he likes to commit himself on the ball and mm. take that extra touch to draw the foul, but by doing so seems to end up injured more often than not. And it's like, okay, well, good on you for kind of not shirking away from the contact and earning your team a foul, but mm. if it's going to mean you're going to end up injured most of the time, it's not really worth it. Yeah, well, when I was playing football um, as a kid, as a junior, I was always told by my coach, the harder I go in, the less likely I am to get hurt. But it just doesn't really replicate with Wilshere because he's Arsenal through and through. He just wants to get the ball. He hates the opposition. Um, he'd do anything he can to win a challenge, but it doesn't really work from that sort of mindset, does it? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll move on then and, and chat about uh, any transfer rumours that you guys have heard. And, and we'll start with maybe uh, Man United and... Um, it was. I saw a comment the other day from Komen about Southampton saying that, spe- specifically directed at Wanyama, that he wasn't going to let any Southampton players leave in January. And I, I know we talked a few weeks ago on the podcast about the fact that Mane was maybe not likely to join United, but he was certainly towards the top of the list of, of targets that you had. Um, have you have you heard anything more recently about that sort of stuff? Oh, well... I mean, the Mane rumours persist, not just with United, but also with Bayern Munich being interested. So, I mean, Pep, it, there's no secret that Pep Guardiola really likes Mane. With him not going to be continuing at Bayern, maybe they've got other other people in mind. There's nothing... The, the journos haven't been too creative. I mean, one of the reasons for this 
is that United have been, until a deal's basically done, they don't talk to the press at all yeah. on deals. And, and it's such a tight-knit run um, operations there. So the rumours are really Bale, Oliver, Ronaldo, you know, what's the latest <laughs> yeah. one? They've basically run out of Galactico, so now it's James Rodriguez for $50 million. Apparently he wants out and um, Mesut Ozil's going to go back to Real Madrid to fill the void and all that. There's all right. So many... <laughs> I'm now, not believing that for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, I was, if I was United right now, the guy I'd be going after, because it's patently obvious he's really unhappy, is Tony Kroos from Madrid. You think? Well, he's. Did you see that um, video of, of him, him on the well, him and Isco on the bench together? And a lot of people would class both of those in the, if not world class, then pretty much there. Mm-hmm. Um, but both on, on the bench and Isco just couldn't believe that Benitez had taken off Tony Crows, yeah. <laughs> and he's just looking around. And it's just like, why? <laughs> why? Why is he <laughs> taking you off? This kind of stuff. And Crows just looks back to him and just like, absolutely no idea. And um, the, the, yeah, the word is, is that he he wants out. I mean, but the, that's also the same with quite a few Madrid players. Mm. But he he really would fill a gap in centre midfield for us going forward. Because I mean, there's the transfer policy for United now. You got these young players. We just need, you know, you really just need three three, three more players, and mm. the, and the squad will be and the, the fully fit squad will be complete. Yeah, a done and this is you know easier said than done. Done centre half, done centre midfielder, striker beside Marshall. Right, yeah, Mike, so you, Martial's a bit too young, I think, to keep pl- playing ninety minutes every week. Um, oh, absolutely, mate. And he needs some support, and we're making life very difficult for him. Yeah. Um, if, you, if he had a quality striker beside him, he'd probably have fifteen goals this year. Okay. Um, at, at this stage of the season, so you get a Tony Crows in there potentially. He'd be perfect. Yep. Um, and and that, that, cool that, that's your We can probably survive until the um, with our current defenders until the right centre half comes along and find a striker. Mm-hmm. January is difficult. It's very very expensive. Um, but Van Hal <laughs> again, <it's, laughs> who knows if he'll be in charge? But Van Hal said that they'll be. It's it's very hard in January, but they'll be very active and they've got targets that they want to purchase. But I don't. I think it, you might see a few left field purchases and the talk out of the club is that there's going to be a lot of investment in 16 to 20 year olds over the next couple of years. So okay. you might see, you, you might see some football manager wonder kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, come on. Yaya Tsunogo was a wonder kid and we all know how he's turned. It's like under 21s at Ajax just struggling big time. So um, Milang, you were saying before you hope it's a quiet uh, transfer window for Palace in terms of players leaving. Is that also the case for players coming in? Do you see the club trying to buy anyone, or are you basically set for the season? Uh, wouldn't mind. It was funny at the start of the season. I remember we were talking about how many strikers we had, um, <laughs> but it's ended up that we've had for the whole season one goal from all of them combined. So um, I suppose that's a good sign. Like without them scoring we're still in a good position but with Wickham like going to be out for possibly you know a month or so at the moment um and he's had a few injury niggles earlier in the year um and Bamford hasn't really played either um wouldn't be bad to get maybe a new striker as well um, I, I saw you maybe maybe, maybe 
Blaine Murray, he's all right. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw you were linked to uh, Jordan Rhodes, I think. I think that yeah, was one of the names being linked. Wouldn't surprise me. I think we have been for a while, but yeah. Um, yeah, just someone who can put in the back of the net, pretty much. But yeah, so. And, and Wickham's only goal was a penalty as well, so. Yeah. So yeah, it's How been pretty. How much have you guys got? What was that, sorry? How much cash have you guys got? Uh, well, in the last uh, couple of weeks, we've just had the investment from the um, two Americans, uh, Harrison Blitzer, but that was more, I think that cash is going towards the stadium more than um, players straight away. Um, so, oh, we're definitely in a good position cash-wise, but I don't think that the owners really want to splash too much on... Um, on players just yet, but that might be what we have to do to get to that next level, really. So, yeah. What about on the Arsenal front? Are there any big names <laughs> being linked? Or um, David Ornstein has spoken regarding um, Arsenal's inevitable acquisition of an Egyptian box-to-box midfielder. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, Mohamed Al Nene. Um, I'll be honest, I've never heard of the kid. <laughs> but I did watch an eight-minute compilation on YouTube, so I'm now an expert. Sign him up. Apparently, Flamini and Arteta are both going to leave in the summer. I wouldn't read too much into that, um, both leaving. Probably Arteta will leave, uh, but I think Flamini still has a role to play. Uh, I know, I know a lot might, may disagree, but he, we, someone needs to keep Ozil happy and their best mate. So, but yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, Wenger definitely knows what he's doing in regards to recruitment. He's not going to go in straight away. Um, at the start of a window, um, well, we're still three days out, aren't we? And, you know, type a deal like this. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully his announcement very soon. But that's all that's, that's, all that's going to happen um, um, on the Arsenal. Have you guys heard anything about any other big transformers in the league? I'm, I have to say I haven't really been following it too closely. Um, I actually haven't. Um, I mean, I, I, haven't, I don't... It's been, it's been a little bit quiet. I mean, we were talking yeah. just before about... Um, potentially Costa leaving and maybe some of the other Chelsea players leaving. But I, I haven't heard as many transformers at this stage that I would have expected to have heard, I guess. Yeah, I haven't really been on Indy Kayla's Twitter recently, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the, the main press, The press are spending all their time batting out Van Hal, so they haven't got time to come up Make with up. transfer rumors. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too many. There's much going on with managers. Yeah. The manager merry-go-round, of course. Um, We'll we'll move on then, and we'll chat about um, the upcoming set of fixtures that kick off tonight. We've got another eight games on tonight, so it's been a bit of a full-on couple of days in terms of football. Uh, And and the first game we've got is is Palace up against Swansea, who are still without a manager. And I mentioned on the board today, I found that quite odd that they've sacked this club legend in Gary Monk. And there doesn't seem to be a clear strategy about what to do with <laughs> finding his replacement. Um, so, Milang, how, how do you see yourselves going into that one? Yeah, well, in that case, it could be the perfect time to play them. But on, you would have been thinking a couple of weeks ago, this was, you know, write this down as a game we've definitely got to win. But um, with the two players I mentioned earlier that are injured and then... Um, Lee, who scored the, the cracking goal to win against Stoke, is oh, yes. gone back gone back to South Korea for the birth of his child. So, oh, okay. So his wife actually lives in South Korea, and he's been in England the whole time. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if he, I'm, I'm doubting he's going to be back for that. If he is, then I'd, you know, how good will he really be? Um, yeah. So it's a bit of a change from you know the lineup of the last few weeks. So I'll be very happy to get a win here, to be honest. And it's at home, so that's even harder for us. 
<laughs> how, how do you guys see this one? And, and any score predictions? Bamford's yeah. back. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's usually pretty much reliable around goal, isn't he? He's brilliant at everything mm. from football to academics. So I just think he's the winner of a person. I'm very jealous of his um, Harvard scholarship <laughs> offer. And of course, he'll score a brace on his return. So 3-0 three, three Palace. So is Bamford going to start, Milan? Oof. Tough to say. Campbell started the last game. Um, Not Shamo? Yeah. I doubt he would start, to be honest. I think he would come off the bench like he has most of the season. So, yeah. Which Campbell? Fraser. Uh, Fraser. Ah, old Fraser Campbell. Um, <laughs> I, still, I don't know if he's actually scored a goal for us yet, but yeah. <laughs> is Balassi fit? No, no. He's possibly out for two months. But Zaha's still there, yeah? Zaha's still there, yeah. And we've got Sacco as well, so... Yeah. So, yeah. Back, back in your boys 1-0 then? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking 2-0 to us, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, Swansea have looked a little bit better lately and they did get that um, half-decent result against... Who was it? Was it... Um, who did they just play? Wasn't, it wasn't West Brom, wasn't it? West Brom, that's it, yeah. yeah. They, they managed to snatch a 1-0 win there with an early goal. Yeah. Um, I'll probably still back Palace at home, but I, you, your mobs are usually better away from home, aren't they? That, that's it. Yeah, we've had the well, not a shocking record at home, yeah. but we've been we've been actually really good away, and then just home games. Um, yeah, just been pretty ordinary. I might so. go for a one-one draw in this one then. Um, Ooh. we'll see how we go. Um, we've also got Everton up against Stoke. Um, Stoke obviously with a great win against United, uh, the other day, and. Everton being a bit shaky against Newcastle, needing a last-minute goal from Wonder Kid Tom Cleverley. Uh, so, so how do we see this one? Oh, I literally laughed out loud when Cleverley scored that goal at the end. It was a great instinctive header. Exactly, um, great was, reaction. Yeah, very surprising from Cleverley. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I don't think Stoke are as much of a force away. They're not, not as much of a juggernaut as they are at home. Um, of course, Everton had been they played scratchy in parts uh, at home away to Newcastle. Was it away? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it uh, was. Yeah. Yeah, Lukaku had a few chances, but he didn't really bury them. Um, I I do believe that Everton will have the upper hand here and go in as favourites. Um, they'll probably control the game, but you never you can't really count out Stoke. Um, they have played some unbelievable football this season. So um, I I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm. Oh, sorry. I oh, was sorry. Gonna say, morning, yeah. 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 I was just going to say. I think it's going to be uh, like Stoke have played pretty well. Like they played really well against us, and um, we were just really lucky to get the win there. So, and then beat United, and um, yeah, I think it's going to be one-one, one-one draw. So. The Stoke should have enough. Now, get the job done. Two-one. They're in good form. Their tails will be up. As long as they don't get complacent. And they should be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, Stoke seem to be one of those sides that they turn up against the big boys and they've had that good win against City and they beat Chelsea and they've beaten United. Um, but they seem to struggle a little bit against sides that they might not be... Where, where they might be expected to get a result, they sort of um, lose focus a little bit. So I'd, I'd probably back Everton in this one. At home for Everton, so maybe 2-1 uh, Lukaku scoring the winner in that one. Um mm. Norwich at home to Aston Villa. 
It's not really a hugely thrilling game, but I suppose if, <laughs> if Norwich win that one, it, it does edge Chelsea closer to the relegation zone. So hoping for a Norwich win in that one. Um, what are your thoughts on it, uh, Milang? Yeah, you can't really see Villa getting a win, can you, at the moment? Um, Norwich, they've been all right, oh, apart from last week, um, beating United. But like this season's been like that. It's not, you know... The lower teams always losing to the top teams. There's been just results all over the place. So, um, yeah, I can't say them losing. Surely, like two 0 I think. And yeah, look, Villa are a bit of a lost cause, aren't they at the moment? I, I do have a soft spot for them. I've been to Villa Park a few times, and I, I really like their fans and um, the way they made the most of being a really grim area of the world in Birmingham. Like Aston is absolutely shocking, uh, but. Look, I I don't think they have a chance here, not at all, not even to score. Um, I, I want I want Micah Richards to do well at Villa and really um, live up to his potential and take control of the club, the team. But look, I I think they're in a really dire situation. There's no chance for them at Norwich. Surely, as like as Remy Gard, you say to the players, go out and just attack, full-on attack every week because if they get relegated conceding 60 goals then they get relegated conceding 60 goals but as it stands, they're going to get relegated anyway they may as well go out and just, you know what have they got to lose really, yeah Yeah. Leicester were in a very bad situation this time last year and then then they did exactly that yeah, Yeah. so they just didn't panic, they went went for it they just... uh, they didn't. They didn't fear the, the ramifications of losing matches towards the end. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, I, I can't see Villa doing the same. To be honest, but having that open mindset definitely would benefit them and their fans. Uh, how do you see it, Bojan? Oh, I see Norwich doing this quite comfortably, mate. Um, Robbie yeah. Brady hat trick. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Four zip. Um, Brady on fire and Michael Richards, you can go and get stuffed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we've got Watford at home to Spurs. And in what promises to be probably the most entertaining, hopefully most entertaining game of those um, 2 a.m. games, should be pretty open and high scoring. I mean, they've got strikers in form on both sides of the pitch. Um, maybe, maybe a draw in that one? I'm not sure. Uh, how do you see it hand? Um, score draw, a high score draw, about 3-3. Iglo and Dean need to continue their running, sorry, their high-scoring ways. And uh, <laughs> Harry Kane, to do it for my fantasy team, even though he's a Spurs player, I do really enjoy watching him play. Um, I think he's a brilliant player. Absolutely terrific. Milang? Should be a great game. Yeah, so I think, I'm thinking uh, Tottenham probably get it done. But yeah, it'll be, as they say, um, you know, high-scoring effect. Like... If it wasn't for Leicester, I think Watford would be a pretty good story this season. You know, like they're seventh at the moment, one win and they're equal on points with fourth. So you wouldn't have thought that at the start of the season, but because of Leicester, they're kind of you know, a yeah, well, the story. It's a bit bit of a six pointer, isn't it, with Spurs? Yeah. If they if they beat Spurs, they're right there level on points with them. Yeah. Um, so it's a big big game. Um, how do you see it, Bojan? No, this is just the kind of game that Spurs will be getting beaten all over the park and just ask it. Um, <laughs> as they as they tend to do, so I can see a very undeserving two-one win for Spurs. 
Um, alrighty, and then the next game is West Brom at home to Newcastle. Uh, not a hugely inspiring fixture, that one. Maybe maybe a 1-0 result to, to West Brom in that one? Uh, how do you see it, uh, Milang? Yeah, something like that. It's, you know, two teams haven't really been that inspiring. You know, West Brom lost Swansea last time out, so I haven't watched much of either of these guys this season, but if any, yeah, I think... If anyone's going to win, it might be West Brom just with a you know a single goal, but wouldn't surprise me if it's nil nil or yeah something like that. Uh, how mm. do you see it, hand? I have nil interest whatsoever in this game. <laughs> I told this out as organised as I do um, when I'm you know trolling on the threads, but yeah, this does <laughs> this does not like a nice affair. Um, I can imagine it being the most boring footballing match of all time. To be honest, so I will not. For this one. It's, it's funny though because there's sometimes there's those games where you look at them and on paper they just look they're, they're going to be the most uninteresting, uninspiring games, and it could end up yeah. being you know three two to Newcastle with Vinaldum getting a hat trick or something like that, and, <laughs> and I'll um, have a massive splash of egg on my face. Oh <laughs> <laughs> right, well, look, it happens to everyone. I mean, um, yeah, it, it is funny how those work out sometimes. Sometimes you know two attacking sides nullify each other, and yeah. defensive sides end up kind of getting set-piece goals or something like that. Um, how do you see it, Boyan? This will be drab. This will be real, this will be real <laughs> yeah. bad. This will be real bad. I mean... As bad as United? Yeah. Oh, Worse. Yeah. Is that an awful? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. At least we've touched the ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and try and keep it on the ground. So, no, this will be long ball rubbish from Pulis. And I just fancy West Brom, the nature. Yeah. Route one goal and win one nil. Fair enough, yeah. I think West Brom one nil is probably the safer option in that one. Um, Arsenal at home to Bournemouth in the late game. Um, we were saying beforehand maybe resting Ozil for this one because you presumably should be getting the job done against them. But yes, but as we've said, you know nothing seems to be certain this season. Very important. I don't think he will rest him. Ozil's actually a very fit player. Um, he doesn't get enough credit for his. Physical ability, to be honest. Um, look, yeah, I don't think he'll rest him. Maybe play him 60 minutes, bring on Chambers. If we're 2-0 up and we'll coast for the rest of it, um, we'll see. But, you know, I think we'll, yeah, score a few first-half goals, hopefully. Then they'll we'll concede a late one. It'll be a pretty dire match, to be honest. But I'll definitely get up to it. Uh, how do you see it, Malang? Oh, it'll be a pretty interesting game. You wouldn't have thought at the start of the season this would be, um, you know, one to watch. But like Bournemouth have played some pretty good football this season, even though they're in 14th at the moment. Um, just been a bit unlucky at times, I think. But yeah, Arsenal should still be too good for them. Well, you'd hope so to be too good. So I think like two one Arsenal. And Bayern, just like last week, mate. Another comfortable win for the arse. <laughs> <laughs> Going the reverse jinx again. Lock it in. Yeah. I, th- I think Arsenal at home should be okay against Bournemouth, but um, you never yeah, know. They, they seem to be up and down at the moment, so we'll, we'll see how that should one goes. Should be a great atmosphere at the Emirates. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, a great atmosphere at the Emirates? Always a great atmosphere at the Emirates, mate. <laughs> uh, on at the same time, we've also got United um, up against Chelsea. Um, it's good. It's a hard game to read. You can't can't tell if it's going to be a nil-nil ball draw or, or if this is going to be the week where United snatch a few goals and and Chelsea kind of step up to the plate as well. Um, Boyan, how do you how do you reckon you'll go? 
I reckon this will be nail in the coffin and we'll get flogged 3 0. Cheers, be cool. It'll be a disaster. The players, I mean, even Rooney, it, he got dropped, came off the bench last week, or well, last week, two days ago, um, and he just didn't give a, a flying. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. he's your club captain. People, although he's a bit of a tool, people still look up to him, especially the young players. And if they say your club captain not trying, you know. And, and the, the, so I think we'll get flogged. The danger signs are there because Chelsea are starting to score a few goals and their problem this season hasn't necessarily been um, getting on the score sheet. It's been winning games and keeping clean sheets. And the issue is with United is that if any side rocks up and actually manages to score a goal or two, then that's pretty much United done because they can't get on the score sheet themselves. Um, I'd also like to add that it's totally unfair that the FA scheduled our game against Chelsea after they had sacked Mourinho. How does everyone else get that opportunity? And yeah, we, the uh, FA have a lot to answer to for that. Yeah. How, right. how do you see it, Hand? Um, oh, is, so, Costa's out, isn't he? So, Lloyd yeah. Remy will probably take his place and wreak havoc on the United defence. It'd be quite funny to watch, with all due respect, by you. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> It's not the it's not the typical United Chelsea affair or the build up to it, is it? Um, I, I guess it's safe to say that Van Gaal's future at United weighs completely on this result. So the repercussions will be quite massive if they don't get a result here. Um, how about yourself, Milang? Yeah, um, I know Chelsea haven't had a good se- season, obviously, uh, but. The way it's going at United at the moment, I just have this feeling that um, yeah, Chelsea's going to get it done, um, like like with a big win too. Like they plot, they scored a few goals last game, and they were looking better and should have won, apart from you know what happened with that penalty. <laughs> so you know it's better than United's you know last few games. I'm thinking that Chelsea's going to do it really. So yeah, I think Chelsea maybe two 0 or three 0 I think Willian yeah, will get amongst like it that. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also on at the same time, so we've got three late games on at the same time, which is a bit interesting, um, is West Ham up against Southampton. Um, I'm actually backing Southampton in this one. I think their form's improved quite a lot. Well, they, they played a lot better against Arsenal, um, and West Ham is still pretty dire. So um, how do you see it, Malang? Do you reckon Southampton's probably odds-on for that one? Yeah, definitely. Um, West Ham had that period at the start of the season, I think it was, where they were beating the good teams. And uh, just losing games that they should have been winning or getting points from. So, but yeah, they've obviously dropped off since then. And I think Southampton's on the in the other direction, heading heading up the table. So yeah, they'll get it done two 0 I think. Uh, how about yourself, Bayern? No Pirate, no West Ham. <laughs> but, Seems that way. Yeah, well, it does. They can't score. So Manzini as well. He's been out of the side, and, and they've lost that attacking spark as well. Yeah, it's in fact. It's very watching West Ham is very similar to watching United at the moment. It's boring as batshit. <laughs> um, so I, I I can see Billich grounding out a nil-nil draw. Uh, and hand. Uh, yeah, I get I get the feeling a strong feeling in that um, that Southampton and Coman have they've held um, crisis talks with the squad. I do believe, and they just they have this attitude now. They just want to go out with a clear mind, just like Villa should, um, and try and turn this season around. And I do think it's onwards and upwards for them after their 4-0 thumping of Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I, I agree with Bayern in the sense that like, Payet, 
a pointless West Ham. Regardless of their home advantage or not, I don't think they're going to impose much of a threat to a rampaging Southampton. Um, and then on to the big ones. We've got Leicester at home to Man City um, the following night. Should should be an interesting game. I mean, you'd hope that Leicester can kind of bounce back from that loss to Liverpool and, and show something against City. Um, and the way City are at the moment defensively is you can never write yourself off, uh, at least in terms of scoring a goal. And so if you can sort of... Um, you know, stay solid against them. You've you've always got a chance. So I'll start with you, Bojan. Um, how do you rate Leicester's chances in this one? The damn wall is broken. City will absolutely <laughs> they will flog them, even without Mandala. But I think it could be could be very high scoring. City will win five three. Cheers. Um, how about yourself, Hand? Uh, yeah, I think experience will definitely tell the tale. Um, Wednesday morning, um, sit, Leicester City might be a bit sh- shaken. They'll come out with a open mindset and try and score as many as they can, um, as they usually do. Um, I think 6-3 to Man City, though, they'll just <laughs> run right on them. Jeez, a scoring one. Um, how about yourself, uh, Malang? I uh, don't think it'll be quite that high scoring, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping... I'm really hoping, even though we're up there at the moment, I'm really hoping Leicester can stay up there for as long as possible. So, uh, yeah, but they're not going to have too much luck tonight, I think. But I think it'll be 2-1, not quite as high scoring as, as it's Yeah, taken. I think maybe 2-1 or 3-1 to City, um, the way yeah. they're playing at the moment. They're playing, and, and De Bruyne got rested a few games ago, so I think he should be right to back up against Leicester and... Um, yeah. Sterling's been rotated around as well, so they should be able to line up pretty full strength um, in yeah, that yeah, one. will be a worry for Leicester. He's been looking yeah. very sharp. Sees ball through to Silver. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the final game of the round, we've got Liverpool away to Sunderland. Um, and if Villa weren't travelling as poorly as they were, I think people would be talking a bit more about Sunderland, who've mm. really slipped into a bit of trouble now, five points from safety. Uh, which is a bit surprising, I must admit, because I was quite um, happy with them appointing Allardyce because I thought he'd be able to keep them up and actually start to sort of um, develop them into something more than just this club that kind of clings on every year. But they've been surprisingly poor defensively for an Allardyce team. Um, how do you see this one hand? Uh, look, Sunderland were apparently meant to take their best form to Man City away. I think they may have been saving it for banter purposes for Liverpool <laughs> at home. Uh, hopefully they thrash them, but they, they probably won't. It'll be a pretty dire affair 1-1, I'm guessing, just as long as Liverpool stuff up, because I'm, I'm, I'm quite angry. I'm carrying a lot of hatred towards Liverpool <laughs> fans on the board. But really, even though they lost to Watford 3-0 last week, they just could not help themselves regarding Arsenal's result and I do th- take things personally when it's regarding Arsenal so hopefully they don't pull a good performance out of their hats away to Sunderland. Uh, how about yourself, Malang? Yeah, Liverpool should really be winning this, obviously. Um, it's been a, down the bottom of the table. I don't know about this time last year, but there seems to be two teams that are already looking like their season's looking pretty dire, whereas last year it was like a lot more even, like teams popping in and out of the bottom three and so, um, yeah, Liverpool should be getting it done pretty easily. And Bayern? This has, game has an element of being Liverpool to it. 
Do you guys remember the beach ball incident? About I was, I was, yes. you beat me to it. I was waiting for your prediction and I was going to bring it up. Hope that the kid brings along his beach ball again for a nice 1 0 uh, victory for Sunderland. I don't think it'll be 1 0. I, I think Sunderland will beat him 3 1. Barini scoring a couple? Oh, wouldn't that be delicious? Oh, the Saints would be immense. Barini. Baruni with one, and Jermaine Defoe just to pull something out of his rectum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, in all honesty, that is the sort of thing you can expect from Liverpool. I mean, they've got the win against Leicester, and their fans are going to be up and, up and about. Uh, to then lose to Sunderland would be quite something. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, any closing thoughts from you guys before we sign off? Not necessarily. Hopefully, Arsenal won't stop this not really, just happy about the investment in the public and uh, sort of thing. I know I will be the end. I know I will be the end.